Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the week-ending edition of Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and I'm going to be honest with you off the top. I'm low energy today, and you'll find out why shortly. Today, the Aussies kick off their campaign to win the Ashes, more gold for Australia at the Swimming World Championships, and the one thing you won't see at NRL Games this weekend. But first... This was not supposed to happen. Pops it over the top on Schwala. And this is dangerous for Australia. Schwala on the angle. Finishes for Nigeria. It's 3-1 in Brisbane. Last night, the Matildas were given the ultimate World Cup wake-up call, suffering a shock 3-2 defeat to Nigeria. And Egmont hasn't cleared. May fall to Ajabane. And it's in for Nigeria. The Matildas were without key strikers Sam Kerr and Mary Fowler for the game, but nevertheless dominated possession and had the lion's share of the opportunities on goal. But they simply made crucial errors at critical moments that Nigeria pounced on. You'll pay the price. The loss leaves Australia sitting third in their group behind both Nigeria and Canada with one game remaining. And if the Matildas want their World Cup fairy tale to continue beyond the group stage, the equation is simple. No, don't blame Canada. Beat Canada. Beat Canada. If the Matildas beat Canada on Monday night in Melbourne, they'll move on to the knockout stage of the tournament. Lose, and their World Cup's over. Draw, and we're then relying on Ireland, who haven't won a game yet, to beat Nigeria by at least two goals. It's not going to happen. I know. So, beat Canada. The Ashes are retained. Who cares about the fifth test, right? Wrong. The final test got underway last night and it couldn't be more important because if England wins, the series is drawn 2-0 and we have to put up with the Poms claiming that the only reason we retained the Ashes was because of the fourth test being rained out. So yeah, the fifth test matters and Mitch Stark knows it. Bowling, what a beauty. Stokes looking to play, leg side has been squared up and his off pole is out the ground. That is a corker. Stark put on a clinic with the ball in hand, taking four wickets as Australia dismissed England for 283 in their first innings, before attempting to survive without loss on the first day. Sadly for David Warner, who many are guessing might retire after the series, he was dismissed for 24 caught spectacularly by Zach Crawley in slips. That's a shame. Yeah, but Usman Khwaja is unbeaten on 26, and Manus Labashain will be beside him on two when the second day resumes this evening. The Swimming World Championships in Fukuoka have been Australia's playground for the past week. Had a hell of a lot of fun. Ariane Titmus reminded everyone she's the queen of the 400 metre free. Molly O'Callaghan set her first ever world record as a swimmer and shown that she's a star to watch at next year's Paris Olympics. And Sam Short announced himself as a new man to watch in the pool in the men's 400 metre freestyle. But last night, it got better. Chalmers is there and Chalmers starts to extend. Have a look at Kyle pulling through the field. It's Chalmers and Grusay out wide, I reckon. Chalmers, Grusay, Chalmers! Yes! They have all had a go at Kyle, but there is only one king. Kyle Chalmers claimed his first ever World Championship individual title, taking out the men's 100-metre freestyle with a blistering final 50 metres that saw him fly home from seventh position at the turn to take the title. But the gold didn't stop flowing there. Kaylee's in front. Killing. 
backstroke phenom Kaylee McEwen backed up her 100-metre backstroke title, taking out the women's 50-metre backstroke event to reinforce her standing as the fastest swimmer on her back on the planet. But wait, there's more. They are an unstoppable force. More relay gold and a world record for the nation's darlings. The Australian women's 200-metre freestyle relay absolutely annihilated the world record, with Shayna Jack, Brianna Throssell, Molly O'Callaghan and Ariane Titmus combining to cruise to another world championship gold. And the best part? There's still more events to come over the weekend. With a big weekend of rugby league ahead, fans of the game are set for a treat. They'll see the men's games, they'll see the women's games. Big hits and fantastic tries. But there is one thing they won't see. Look at the logo. That's our logo. Yes, the collective bargaining agreement dispute continues to rage between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association. As well as a media boycott, they'll also be covering up the logo of the NRL on their jerseys. Bold move, that. The great cover-up began last night for the men with the Broncos and Roosters who both covered the logos, as did the Broncos and the Titans in the women's game. But what did it really achieve? What is the point of all this? The players are hoping the low-level industrial action will prompt the game's bosses, Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis, to agree to the finer details of the CBA Players Association boss Clint Newton has put forward. But sadly, it appears those men are just too far apart on the issue and an independent mediator is being sought to basically come in and be the adult in the room to sort this shit out. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to end the week. Don't forget the Wallabies go head-to-head with the All Blacks tomorrow night for the Bledisloe Cup, so get behind the green and go. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you Monday on the scorecard. Listener.